None of us always thinks everything through. We all often say or do things that we change with hindsight. But are there instances where entire worldviews are not just ill thought out, but fall apart under minimal scrutiny, yet nobody seems to notice? I'm Andrew Elliott, I'm here with my brother Nick, and we'd like to welcome you to this special How Has Nobody Noticed This edition of the Sounding Board podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this podcast with your friends and family and rate us wherever you listen. You can also visit soundingboard.com to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Welcome to Sounding Board, the home of freedom in the UK. As always, it's great to have you with us. Okay, so take take two. It's been so long since we've done this that we even forgot to turn on the microphones. That's how bad this is. Yeah, it's, it's been weeks. Yeah, weeks. We, we did we did record one that we never we That's never got out. The, the lost masterpiece. Well, it's not really lost. We, we could, could release it. We could release it. It's it's a little bit old now. Um, it Wasn't was, it like a couple of hours? It was. It was a good two hours because it was. I was I was feeling really. I was in like a dark place, and I and I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to podcast, and uh, didn't even didn't go to the gym. I was feeling re- yeah, just yeah. generally quite low about everything. Um, not not personal stuff, just you know the with, where where the world was. Um, and then I worked out the day after, listened to some rocking tunes in the gym, uh, and uh, you know I was feeling much better. But but you were like, no no no, don't don't, don't lose it completely. <laughs> we want to uh, want to kind of you know harness to, the darkness. <laughs> Harness that and uh, and and kind of you know just just talk it through, which we did, and it kind of you know felt much better afterwards. But then well, I we not had a chance to write an intro or anything. We didn't write an intro, didn't write a blurb. Um, I had a horrific week at work um, after that, um, so I didn't really have any time. And I was you know I was applying for jobs in my spare time because it was that bad. Um, you yeah, know, looking around for work, that kind of stuff. Um, and our elderly aunt has just moved into yep, a retirement community, time. so I've had to do a lot of kind of moving and um, you know, kind of building things, putting curtain rails up and building cabinets and all that kind of stuff, and making sure she's okay. So we kind of did that last week, um, and it's just been one. Uh, my thing. wife had an operation four weeks ago and still can't walk. Mm. So I mean, like I, you know, your wife is a wheelchair user. I know you. I think I can trump you on like the, the wife that to- can't walk totally, <laughs> front. Totally. But uh, but as we were talking earlier, there's something about it being temporary that means you don't make the adaptations to your to your house or to your way of living. So we're just kind of trying to make do. Well, to be fair, I think my wife's more mobile than yours at the moment because at least yes. mine has a wheelchair. We live in a bungalow. Yes, we've got all the adaptations. Um, so as much as she's extremely disabled, she can do stuff. Whereas Yours is, it's like, can't do a thing. It's awful. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, been a bit busy, um, but we're we're back now. Yeah, yeah, it's not for want of, or, you know, for the want of, you know, wanting just to, you know, I, I would have loved to have had the time and... Uh, well, it's, look, I certainly, I, I decompress when we talk. Yeah, it's, sure. It's, this, is, this, is a good, this is a good process to go through. And there have been moments where I've been like, oh, I could say that on the podcast. Oh, I don't want to talk to Andy about that. And then it doesn't happen and then you forget about it. And that's, that's the problem. Uh, but like, uh, apologies to our regular listeners if you're, if you're still with us. Actually, um, uh, so I get, I get emails with uh, various alerts of where we are in, uh, in the podcast charts. Right. And we are, even, even throughout this period... Even throughout this this brief hiatus, uh, we are consistently in the top ten million at around one hundred 
in the Albanian politics charts. Nice. So I think we've got at least one Albanian listener, or someone with an Albanian VPN <laughs> that is regularly listening to I'm, us. I was just having to think there and see, trying to think whether I had inadvertently changed my VPN to Albania to listen Are to you the our Albanian listener? I'm not. I've never used Albania. Although, okay, top, top sounding board tip. Yeah. Okay. In, it's not, you don't need to do this all the time, but as you know, it's June, okay? And you will be inundated with uh, Pride advertising. I wish there was something that could turn off the changes of all the logos on the apps on your phone. That's what drives me. You can't get get rid of them from your phone. They just suddenly they're so all I famous. I don't update apps when they yeah, when they change that's logos. I you know I just kind of pick the ones that update because and and this is I to be honest I don't do and this is not just a pride thing. This is just if apps update their logos anyway, I will ref, unless until they stop working because I I I I have a, a whole bunch of apps that I know and I can just look at my phone and yeah. just, and just you know my, my eye goes to the to the is, app. It's so disruptive. And if they change the icon. It just screws with me. I don't. I don't need to be screwed with when I'm just flicking around on my phone. Yeah. So I just don't don't update them. But one thing you can do is, which is I did on June the first. Um, I mean, for a start on Twitter and stuff, you just mute words like pride and. Oh, that can kind you of set thing. up a? You can set up. Yeah, you can mute so specific your, words so that your feed doesn't. Then so your show. feed will just mute everything. So if someone tweets ah. pride or whatever, it can be anything. Okay. I mean, I like I've, I've muted. Election stuff Brexit. in the past, Bre- yeah, all that kind of stuff. Mute Brexit, mute Trump, mute yeah. you know, Clinton, all this kind of stuff. So you can do that. Um, I also on June the first changed my VPN to the United Arab Emirates. <laughs> so all the advertising you get on Twitter, advertising you get pop ups wow. and stuff, n- there's none of it. You, you just just because obviously they're, they're, yes. yeah, they don't want to. They're, they're not going to be marketing rainbow flags to to you know people in places where Saudi Arabia and places is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, it's, it's a surefire way of, of getting rid of all that. So top, that's a top tip. Top Chain, go to Proton VPN, change it to UAE, um, and you're fine. Well, at least you need a lot of it is a lot of it is blocked. Other VPNs are available. That's my one of choice, though. Yes, and I'm um, I'm Proton as well. Um, so I wanted to talk today about thinking things through, or okay. rather how lots of groups of people and this is going to be a, probably a bit more left bashing I know we've had two years of right bashing people on the right this is more people on the left about not thinking things through and specific examples are you talking about consequences no I'm just I'm, I'm think I'm talking about it's in fact it's not it's it's not just that the left doesn't think things through it's that nobody else seems to pick up on these things as well Right. Okay, so it's it's almost like they can get away with it. Um, so I've got I've got three examples. You probably want to talk about all of these, but okay. I'll go through them and then we'll perhaps circle back. Okay. Um, I'm not trying to be funny, but some of these things are a bit amusing. Okay, um, and it, you just you just can't help but think it's just you'll know as soon as I talk about them so okay. I'm going to I'm going to be aware of some of these things oh for sure right okay um, I mean again you might think oh yeah um, yeah and some of these things are some of these things are cultural so um, there are things that so the first one the first one me too do you remember the whole me too hashtag movement? me too okay so on if you're on Twitter you know what a hashtag is yeah 
and and people will say hashtag me too or hash me too in yeah. in like real life when they're talking about it or yeah. when they're reading out tweets. I like to I like to put my thumbs up and say Nick likes this in real life. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're on Twitter, you understand what that is. If you're not on Twitter and you're in America, okay, the hash on the uh, the hash symbol. Is a pound sign. Is a pound sign. So everyone not on Twitter reading that in in like a in, in an online article is seeing pound, pound me, me too. too. Awkward. So could they could they not have thought of something better? Yeah. It's just I, you know, you, you're basically just saying pound me too. <laughs> it's not I, quite what they want for the cause. I know. That, I know. Yeah. And and it, it, there is. Um, uh, yeah, so I've, and there, there, are two, there are two more that I, examples that I just wanted to give you. Okay. Um, non-binary. Okay, we've, we've talked a little bit about this in, in the past. Um, they really haven't thought this through as well. So if you're describing yourself, let's say a, a person describes themselves as being non-binary, and we, we know what they really mean. What they really mean is I don't consider myself to be a man or a woman. Yeah. And I'm something else. But non-binary... I mean, bi- we know what binary is. You know, it's like yes or no, one, yeah. one or zero. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're describing yourself as non-binary, you're separating people into non-binary and binary, which is in itself a binary. So you're <laughs> back to being binary again. And they, ha- they haven't thought that through either. Yep. It's just I I, I don't know. No, I, 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 declaring yourself to be non-binary is binary thinking. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you, see what I'm, do you see what I'm getting <laughs> yeah. at? I've never managed to put it together in that way before, but that's, yeah, that's a good yeah. observation. And this, and this one, this is the, I think this is the worst one. This is the one that, um, and this, this, this one isn't funny. Um, so let's say, um, let's say there's a tragedy and someone is shot. Okay, we, we use shot. Um, if you wanted to create a symbol that showed, let's say, solidarity with the friends and family of this person or their community or whatever, you probably wouldn't pick a symbol where you're flashing finger guns at them or enacting out, you know, like firing a weapon, would you? No, that would be massively distasteful. Sure. Um, George Floyd. Yes. How, How did he die? Um, well, that's a question. Do you want me to give the obvious? Okay, answer? what what was what was ha- what was happening? Knee to the neck. Yeah. So, um, what is the symbol that they've picked? Kneeling, taking the knee, taking the knee. That's what killed him. Yeah. I, I gen- genuinely, I this is the one that I can't believe people haven't picked up on. Mm. You know, you've got the whole world going around doing the motion that killed him. That you know, it's or certainly contributed to. Do you think in any way that could be deliberate? Well, I... In terms of the psychological programming element of it? I, I, at first, I, I thought maybe, but then no one mentioned it. I don't have to mention it, do you? It's, it's just once you've got the association. I mean, I've not been conscious of the association, but maybe that's the point? I don't, I don't know. Am, I, just, am it, I playing 10-dimensional backgammon now? It it just seems to be the most distasteful thing that I have. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah that's pretty bad. You know, in a, in, a, in a long time. 
And you know, I, I know it's this is this is this is you know assuming that that is what killed him and not the the drugs and the. Evidence. You know, to be honest, but I don't. It doesn't, doesn't matter. I don't, I don't. I don't care. It's. I'm not excusing anything yeah. or anyone in that situation, but. Yeah. I mean that that, I, I you know what I think about American cops, yeah, and that I you know I. That video is basically unwatchable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't care how much fentanyl he had in his system, um, and yeah. whether he whether he was on, you know, whether he was five minutes away from dying anyway. That cop. I is, can't you know. think of any situation, and I and I don't think this is being naive. I can't think of any situation where you have to kneel on someone's neck, other than you want to kill them. Or oh, okay, right. So I can I can understand in a scuffle or you're trying to restrain someone, you kneel on them to the point where yeah, you cuff yes. them, and then that's that, and yes. it takes fifteen seconds. Yes, and then and I can imagine, as you say, in a scuffle, being in the point where that your 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 leg might end up on their neck, not but, intentionally, but, it's but, not, exactly. but, you're, but they're but squirming be around bits and, of you everywhere. Yeah, and you're trying to yes. get get their arms, and you're trying to restrain yeah. them and, and handcuff and them. It would never, it would never end and stay static in that situation. No, to the it point. It would be temporary. To the point where, if you realised, if if, yes. you, if you were a decent human being, exactly, and you realised you were on their neck, and you would, I would, exactly. I would I, personally, let's let's say I'm trying to handcuff someone. I'm, you know, let's say You'd I'm still I'm rather they scuffle. got away than died. I'd rather they got away. I'd take my knee off, and if they get away, they get away. And okay, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give running after them a go, and we'll try it again. We'll try take two. Yeah. But I would rather not have my knee on someone's neck and not cuff them, and and, and essentially they get away. And again, look, look, I love a thought and experiment. The, and and, the, and this, this is not even assuming that they're just about to die because their your knee is on their neck. This is just yes. causing them extreme discomfort and you know potentially yeah. choking them. Because yeah. I, I mean I've been I've I've done Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yes, I know what it's like to be choked. Yes, and it is it is terrifying. It's terrifying when you know it's going to happen. I mean one of the, one of the things it's that a I form was, of torture. One of the things that one of the first things I did, in fact, even not the first thing when I was uh, learning Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, was the guy who was training. I had one on one training right. um, by a guy who kind of used to go to Brazil and learn from like you know the Gracie family and stuff. And one of the first things he did was like very calmly is like I'm going to choke you just so you know what it's like because you Man. you will you will get choked and you need yeah. to you need to learn not to panic. He's like you instant reaction to panic. I'm not going to do it for long, um, but you need to know what it feels like. So I'll just do it gently at first. So he kind of comes round, gets like the like headlock gets gets his, get, yeah gets gets the, the the bone on his wrist up against my throat and then just kind of slowly kind of jerks it backwards. Yeah, and I know it's coming. I trusted. Oh, this guy's been training me. He's he's yeah. he's a good friend. We've gone out for drinks and stuff. He's a, you know I, I I trust him. I know he's not going to do anything you know to, yeah. to to harm me, and still you just you, it's like fight or flight. You go into panic mode because you can't breathe, and you just have to keep like you know building your you have to build your neck strength um, to right. you know because so for him I I really struggle to choke him because his neck is that strong. Oh, I see. Um, Just but, al- of training. but also, if I did choke him, he wouldn't panic mm. um, because he's just used to it. And you know, you can once you get hold your breath. Yeah, once you once you get used to it, and you you think, okay, I'm I'm fine now. I know I've got a minute and a half to get out of this or whatever. Mm. You can start trying to get out, and you don't have to tap out at first. Mm. Um, but initially, you just think, I'm going to die. <laughs> 
and it's yeah. awful. It's an awful experience. And then after a while, it's like, you know what? I'm, I'm getting choked now. It's not so bad. Can I get out of it? Okay, I can't get out, so I'll tap out. Yeah. Um, it's only things like if you get if you get in like an arm or a leg bar and somebody um, gets you in a position where they could break your arm or break your leg. You know, yeah. I, I was always really good at arm bars. So I'll get someone in like a position where I'm holding you there. I'm not going to do anything, but you, we both you know can't. that I could break your arm if I wanted to. And then you just tap out at that point because yeah. there's no point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I know what it's like to be choked. It's it's particularly if you're not used to it, it's horrendous. So I wouldn't if I accidentally if I, if I, I mean I'd never be a cop, but if let's say I, I, I was restraining someone and I accidentally put my knee on their neck, I'd be mortified. And and, sh- and yeah, and and short of, I'm trying to think of some edge case here, obviously of them, you know immediately committing more horrific you know hurting other people or something so there'd have to be something where you were as i say it would have to be you would you were willing that they were they'd, to die they'd have to still they, have a gun in their hand exactly exactly you know it uh, would be and, and they've already been firing it around yes yes at which point you are at them or us type yeah. scenario um, but at that point you wouldn't be looking to no you'd be looking to get the gun off them no exactly you know, you wouldn't be in that position at all. You wouldn't be. Yeah. You know, you, you would. There, yeah. There's no. I can't think of a. I can't think of a situation where you would be trying to. You know, it was be, part of the training, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's that's just horrific, isn't it? I, I, I think we have we have spoken about uh, American law enforcement before, mm. uh, not being particular fans of it. Um, well, it's like the the um oh, the recent shooting in Uvalde or whatever yeah. however you pronounce it. I mean, they were right. So there's been a few. So I I, I don't know the details. So that 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 one in particular was that the school one or was that? Yeah, it was the school. They waited outside something for like 70, oh. 75 minutes. Is that the one where the mum went in and rescued her kids? Yeah, absolute hero. Yeah, absolute hero. The, but the then, woman she, who she, got she had to escape. Yeah, she had to escape because they they were arresting pe- yes. mums and dads, and whilst whilst simultaneously, so she like, managed it's not like, to talk her way out of the cuffs again. Yeah, after obviously making a fuss to the point where they cuffed her. She managed to talk her way out, and it was literally, I think, the moment that she was out of the cuffs, she was like, look over there, squirrel, and she hops the fence. She goes into the school, and she rescues, I, I, I think it was both her kids. Two kids in two different areas of the school. So she had to go to one side of the school to get one kid, and then one, you know, like some, somewhere like a reasonable I mean, distance away to get the other kid. You would, wouldn't you? I mean, of course you, you, you I mean, she'd driven half an hour or something as yeah. well. Um, I think that these stories are utterly horrific hearing did you read the um the timeline of events specifically there's like a there's like a blow by blow account of the the calls that the kids made of you know the the police going in and then not doing anything there's like there's like a whole timeline of events i mean you could you could you're like what are you doing why aren't you doing anything but you could you could almost understand if they were just restraining people and saying hang on We've got a sniper in place. Give us two minutes, or you know, this this is in hand. We're we're we're, we're 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 already we're going in, and you know, we're we're getting them. So you know, we don't want you to get in in the way of the gunfire. None of that. They just sat outside because they're afraid, and it, it's just. Oh. And then it's the it's the stories of the you know kids hiding under coats and all that. It's yeah. just horrific. But I, and the whole. Obviously, since then, there's been talk about 
as there always is with every single school shooting, let's talk about like enhanced gun laws. Yeah. It's like the, the cops have just proven themselves to be the most inept people in your valley. Yes. And you want them to be responsible. Well, they don't want to ban guns. They want to... No, they want them for themselves. They don't want to ban guns. A ban would be no one has guns. They want the guns for themselves. Okay, yeah. Okay, they, 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 <laughs> yeah. they, they want a ban on ordinary people having guns. Yes. And I think it's worth always stating that fact. Mm. It's, it's worth, worth saying they don't want to make guns illegal. They only want to make them illegal for you. Mm. And you do have oh, to turn it into an us then. They are massively pro-gun. They're massively pro-gun. Exactly. Uh, and that's... I, you know, I like having that conversation with Brits. Because the exemptions that they're talking about, there are exemptions in these all these bills, aren't there? Like private security? Because of course they all have private security. It's not yes. even just, just the cops. Yes. Yeah, there's an exemption for the police. There's an exemption for private security. I'm wondering if there's a loophole where everyone just... Oh, becomes pri- private security. Pri- pri- or like, security. I'll become your private security, you, you become, become mine. mine. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that would work. I am it? my own private security. Yeah, I I always find the gun um, issue an interesting one to talk to with Brits specifically because these are always um, American stories, and and you don't hear about anyone else. No, look, it's I've I've seen a lot of statistics. I can't quote you anything right now, um, but I know that gun crime in America is not the worst by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, and gun crime is, uh, it's, I don't like talking about just gun crime either, mm. because that, it's, it's a violent crime. Violent so crime. violent crime yeah. in America is actually far less than it is in London, for yes. example, where there, where there are no guns and people are getting stabbed left, right and centre. Yeah. If you look at violent crime in countries where there are no guns, it's always far higher than in countries yeah. where there are guns. Because yeah. in America, particularly in, in areas where you can conceal carry, you only need a small percentage of the people yeah. to, to, to conceal carry, and people don't kick off because they, this guy might have a gun. And they obviously they, um, they specifically report on these things. Everything is highlighted by the media in order. I mean, I, I think they've been trying for decades to take away their guns. I mean, I think that is the, the general idea behind this, obviously, mm. is that the, the powers that shouldn't be want America to have no guns because they see that as a barrier to their, you know, technocratic utopia. And it's interesting. I I always struggled with with gun laws um, until re- really quite relatively recently. And the notion, the notion that you had your gun to protect yourself from the state is such an odd one to get your head around. Uh, I mean, it's not when you're where we are. <laughs> But to explain that to someone else, to someone just to, to a normie, or even someone that um, that is you know very much pro freedom, most pro freedom people that you know espouse the kind of values we want them to, that are still operating in the real world, I don't want people to have guns because <laughs> guns are bad, aren't they? Guns shoot people and all that. Um, but trying to explain that that might stop the the bad guys, i.e. the state, from imposing their will on you. I don't know, like a lockdown or something, um, or some other kind of you know medical tyranny. I yeah, mean, I'm not saying it's it was foolproof in America, but there, not every state did it. Um, you know, it's it's a tough one. I think lots of people obviously just willingly went along with with these things, but I bet you a lot of the gun-toting South didn't, just on principle, because there's 
I think an awful lot of libertarian sentiment deep deep in you know the uh, deplorable territory. Mm. But just even even aside from even aside from protecting yourself against a tyrannical government, I mean, yeah, well, you know, a great example is Germany taking all the guns away in like the twenties and thirties or whatever. Um, but just being able to defend yourself against a yes another shooter, yeah, who obviously does, you know, these yeah, people these, these people don't care about guns. So, wasn't the Uvalde one? It was the one before, and um, I saw someone tweeted. A BBC online news story, like the, the the day after, the and it was a it was a perfectly sound story. It, it, I, I was wait, I was reading through it. I hardly ever read a BBC news story because because this this was this was tweeted. Like okay, let's actually read this um, because it's about someone defending others with their gun, and it was it was it was the whole story was about how this woman. And that's great. It's a woman with a gun, okay, in America, had shot three guys, but prevented the deaths of, you know, another 30 people that were at this event or whatever it was. It wasn't a school. Um, and it was reported as such on, on the BBC website. Now, I'm sure it wasn't a highly promoted story. Um, but those stories aren't promoted. Well, there, there must be countless examples yeah, there, there of people was, defending there, others. There was um, in America. Yeah, it was probably a year or two ago where there was a shooting in in a church. Um, I don't know. There've been a few of those, um, but there was where yeah. uh, there was shooting in a church, and I don't know. I don't even think it was a member of con- the congregation. It was just someone who was nearby who was like you know had a had an AR fifteen and yeah, and could shoot it and went and sorted it out. Just took out the shooter. Just, yeah, you know, from from long range, took him out before he could. Kill, you know, kill anybody else. Yeah, um, you know, far quicker than the than the cops. Yeah, um, you know, what's what's wrong with that? Yeah, this guy, this guy literally saved lives and was a hero. Yeah, um, but again, that just gets brushed aside. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, you had. I mean, you, did you listen to Matthew McConaughey talking in the in the White House? Did he see his, his I, speech? No, I've, I haven't seen or listened. So to he was he was born he was born in Uvalde. Um, which right. is why he, so he went. I quite like Matthew McConaughey. Am I, I going to change my mind again? Um, I think you might change your mind a little bit about okay on this. And I, I, I generally like him as well. I think he's I think he's quite a good actor. Um, I quite like it. But, I generally like his films to in interviews and, and stuff. He's been quite sound. Yeah. In in the in the past, I mean, even with things like um, he gave a couple of speeches to. He's he's, he's like um, he's affiliated with a university, isn't he? I can't remember which one. Um, right. And at the beginning of lockdown. Um, he gave um, uh, quite a good speech to, to, to people, saying that this is this is out, out of your control. But you, the way you, you handle these this situations is, yeah. is, is, you know, you either, you know, do you know, either kind of you know, make the best out of it or, or yeah. whatever. So he's, he's normally pretty sound. But he was he went to uh, speak with you know families of the victims and stuff, and and he, he you know he he did give a good. A good speech, you know. He was kind of talking about like the kind of you know examples of like the little girls, and there was one who wanted to be an artist, and he was kind of showing up art and stuff. And his, but ultimately, what he was saying was, um, you know, it was this tragic situation, and all these, you know, all these kids lost their lives before they even started, and we need to do something about it. Whereas the people there that were tasked with doing something about it were. Useless and inept, and was he saying we need to take away the guns? 
I mean, if you're speaking of the White House, surely that must have been the message. He or was did, it implied? It was. It was implied. It was quite. It was about twenty minutes, and he was basically saying something uh, must be done. Something must be done. We all need to come together. Um, right. It doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right. We need to come together and and <laughs> and do something reasonable um, that doesn't you know that doesn't infringe on the Second Amendment rights, but also prevents. Which is basically okay. saying, basically saying, oh, he's a gun centrist. Yeah. But but even even that you know you, you you give a talk like that in the in the White House in the, in a democratic um, administration and it's basically saying yeah. it doesn't matter if you're left and right you just need to come on and do what we say yes yeah so yeah I I, I, yeah, I if you look objectively at that situation I think it's an argument for having more armed citizens because the cops are useless yeah. Dangerous, worse, worse than useless. Worse when, than when useless because when they're arresting. restraining people who can do something about it. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, not yeah. I, I would, I would almost, you know, the, if, if someone brought a bill to disarm the cops <laughs> yeah. and say, you know, you're you're on, you're on your own though because these guys are useless, yes. and we think in the long run you're going to be better off. Uh, let's get let's get rid of these guys. Um, everyone, yeah, forget you know. defunding, just disarm. Yeah, that that will, that will make more sense to me. Yeah, uh, because then people would realise that the cops can't do anything, and that well, you see, then you could have some really interesting. Look, I, I don't want to get all magic formula on you, um, but if if you specifically disarmed the cops, but you know you, you made shooting a cop like. Proper capital offence. If if you if you gave them powers, but not but not the guns, you know, would would there be some way of, of creating these these people that had a specific enforcement role, but they didn't have guns, or is that just could that just not happen? If it would it just not work because they can't actually enforce anything because they can't wield any force. I think it w- it couldn't work because they couldn't they couldn't enforce anything. Yeah. But by doing it, you would stop them from preventing mums and dads from rescuing their kids. Yeah. Um, I've told you what um, my son says now whenever we see a cop car. Is he something about bacon or...? He, he literally says, act normal. <laughs> and I haven't... I, I haven't... Told him I haven't said told him this. I haven't. He's not got that from me. He's listeners. He's ten, by the way. This is not. He's ten. An eighteen-year-old. This is. A- he's ten years old, and we're driving along, and he sees a car, and he says, "Act normal." <laughs> <laughs> it's it's hilarious. Um, I've, look, I've not I've not brought him up to hate the cops, but I have brought him up to understand that empirical evidence. <laughs> well, that they can be good and bad. Mm. Yeah. Um, I remember you and I having conversations when we were kids, probably not much older than him, and we would. We, I remember discussing specifically that almost the best thing in the world is a good cop. There's nothing better than a good cop. But there's almost the worst worse thing in the world cop. is a bad cop. Nothing worse than a bad cop. And we were kids having this conversation. We were right? having these kids after watching American films. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, we would have been. Not much older than yeah, him. probably twelve, thirteen, maybe. I mean, you yeah. might have been his age. I might have. Been I remember like coming up 13. with that line: "There's nothing better than a good cop. There's nothing worse than a bad cop." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what? Uh, I'm diverting now. The segue is my son. Okay. Okay. Um, he brought up inflation. Again, he's ten. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to brag here. <laughs> 
But he brought up inflation. We were talking about something to do with prices. And he brought up inflation. And I said, well, you know, it's not prices rising. And he then just spouts this almost perfect definition of inflation, including, and, and you know, and, and, and because there's more of it, the, you know, the price changes. He, he, got into, he got into all of it. He got into all of it. He basically described what happens to assets if you create money. And supply and demand. Where has he got that from? It was fantastic. Well, I've I've done the odd chat with him about it, but has he been subscribing to like Per Byland and people like Peter Schiff? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he's 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 picked up absolutely. He's picked up most of it from me. But what I was really surprised at is that he hasn't just been he didn't just parrot back something I said. Sure, he's able to articulate it. He articulated to me in a way that I knew that he understood it. And I, I just, I was, I was gobble, in the car, I was absolutely gobsmacked. And I went, I went, Leo, you are probably the only child in this city. One of the only people. And one of the, <laughs> you're right, not even, not even adults in this country who understands that concept and can communicate it. I, I, I reckon 999 people out of 1,000 would define inflation as rising prices. Yeah, probably even more. possibly. Yeah. It, oh, it, we're not top one percent territory. We're we're top. Yeah, point not not one percent or something mm. like that. Handfuls, mm. only handfuls of people. So I thought that, that I'm. I think I'm doing quite well with him. <laughs> I mean, my, my my daughter who is now seven, she's seven and a half. One, her favourite book at the moment is uh, entitled "The Chimpanzees of Happy Town." I don't know if I've talked to you about this no. book before. Uh, it's set in uh, Drabsville, USA. Okay. And the story is there's this, 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 this town inhabited by, you know, by monkeys. And it's all grey. Every house is the same. Pleasantville. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's communism. Okay. And there's this, there's this evil mayor who lives in a, in a palace at the top of the hill. Okay. And... Um, uh, and you and you're not allowed. You're not allowed any colour. You're not allowed any any expression or anything like this. And uh, this visitor from somewhere else, um, uh, another monkey, brings uh, comes and brings a seed, plants a seed, and this you know this beautiful tree grows. Uh, and he's like, no, you can't have trees in uh, in in Drowsville. Cut the tree down. Throw the throw the monkey in jail. But then the the mayor goes off goes off on his holidays because <laughs> he's the elite goes off on his holidays uh, and um, for whatever reason the, uh, uh, the, the the prison term on the monkey ends during his on holiday so, so, so he comes out and these, these kids have found the, the, the cut down tree and they've watered it again and they've made it grow again and he's there just going come on everyone you need to have some individuality and all this kind of stuff and even the prison guards get turned around. They all have a party. They all start painting their houses, all this kind of stuff. They knock down the palace. They build a, uh, 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 a play park for the kids, and all this kind of stuff. It's her favourite book right now. And it's all about tyranny. And I used the word. It's a, it's a, it, it's a book with, with, with rhyme in it. Um, uh, it's, it's quite well written. Um, but I... When she was asking me questions about the, the mayor, I described him as a tyrant, and I kind of loosely went into what a what a tyrant or what tyranny was. 
Um, but you could you, you just see the cogs whirring, you just see it going. And he, she asked me again the next day. She's she, she's reading the book herself, reading it before she goes to bed. She's like, "Daddy, Daddy, what did you call the mayor again? A tyrant." And she goes, "What a tyrant!" Yeah. It's like at age seven, I've got the notion of tyranny in her, and and that basically everything being the same is is, is bad. Um, and it's I didn't even go and seek out this book as. Um, as, as a method of getting certain, you know, I'm not trying to propagandize my child. We've got all manner of uh, uh, of books on different subject matter, but she gravitated to this one. Isn't that great? Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm I'm waiting for her to to try and, I don't know, you know. Oh, we had if she sees someone on some leader on TV and asks if they're a tyrant. How, how, well, I mean, we don't watch TV, yeah. so yeah. Uh, well, we had people. Um, uh, people around at the weekend um, uh, for my sins, um, like, like I haven't got enough to do uh, with my wife not able to walk. So a couple of people around um, from uh, from Switzerland, uh, uh, friends of friends of Caroline's from 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 years ago. We haven't haven't seen them for a few years. We saw them just before lockdown, um, so it's been a few years. And um, they're talking about the jubilee and how quaint it is. Because they're like, why do you need a queen? Because <laughs> they're from they're from Switzerland. Um, and then. We got onto the subject of food. Um, uh, look, I've, I end up having to talk about my carnivorousness when 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 we entertain, because obviously I'm eating a very specific diet. Um, but my daughter starts talking about how, and then Leo starts chipping in as well. They both they both start talking about how these scientists said that fat was bad but they're so wrong and that's really good for you and all this kind of stuff and they weren't they weren't saying it in a way that said my daddy's told me this now obviously i have educated them on that i I think as an observer i think you could have sat there and thought wow is that what they're teaching them in schools these days um which would be a we're, we're a fair thing to assume um, when kids come out with this stuff, it's like, oh, this must be stuff they've learned. Now, I'm pretty sure our school is not teaching them that fat is good. But I love the idea that they're out there saying this stuff. I mean, the, the last two and a half years or whatever have given me such a canvas to to, to paint certain ideas and notions um, with them. It's certainly including that... that how authority works, how how people in these positions can be wrong, and often they are very very wrong, um, and that things that you've grown up knowing all your life can turn out to be the complete opposite, like fat is bad. Um, so these are all these are all good things I'm getting into my mm. into my kids early on. Inflation, tyranny, you know, seed oils. They all know seed oils are bad now. Um, well, I was thinking the other day, and I don't. I'm not going to advise this, of course, but I think, and you know, I, I've been looking a little bit into seed oils. I mean, and I haven't had any for ages, um, yeah, for, for, for years probably. Mm. Um, but I didn't really. Well, know. I bet no, I bet you have more time. I, I probably have I them in. Have I probably them. have them in stuff. They're in yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but certainly all the stuff I cook myself. Yes, um, you're not cooking in them. No, not not cooking them. Um, I. It wasn't until recently I kind of realised just how bad and how kind of poisonous they are. Yep. I I reckon if you gave up seed oils and took up smoking, you would be you probably healthier. Live longer. Yeah. Yeah. 
Which I, is crazy. And that's not think... an endorsement of, <laughs> of nicotine or cigarettes. But I generally I think, think they're right. that I generally think they're that bad. You could you could smoke, you know, five cigarettes a day for the rest of your life and you'd be healthier I think than having seed oils. I so I think I mean look, obviously it's not that simple, you know that. Um I think there are an awful lot of um of things like that that are so dependent on who you are hmm. and not just your lifestyle okay call it genetics um but there are some people who could smoke 20 cigarettes a day and, and live till they're 100 hmm. uh, and not get any cancer and others obviously that will you know die by age you know 50 um th- that's not an endorsement or, or otherwise and i think the same probably applies to things like seed oils there will probably be people who will go throughout their entire life and they could probably be chugging on canola oil um, every day and they probably wouldn't harm them but for the vast majority of people I think they are I think they are really bad mm. and so I am I am that guy now I look at the ingredients on absolutely everything so I haven't I, I we we changed um, years ago now to um to rapeseed oil specifically because that's one of the lowest in the uh it's still pretty bad oh no 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 we've gone from that i'm just yeah. saying the our first step yeah was changing to rapeseed oil um because of its there's an acid um there's an acid in there which it's got it's got one of the lowest of all the seed oils um which is one of the things that's like particularly bad uh, and that was that was the kind of the gateway the gateway drug to to, to not to not having it at all. Mm. Um, I look at the ingredients and everything. We we ab- we obviously have some exceptions. There's still some exceptions in the house. There's still a lot of stuff that the kids eat. And this is where I feel the most guilty is feeding the kids stuff because they're starting out. Like you know, I'm I'm halfway through my life, <laughs> roughly speaking. Um, and we're probably on the back line. Exactly. Hopefully. And. and <laughs> I'm not sure I want to live. I'm not sure I want to. I want to live to ninety or hundred. Jeez. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so, um, I, I, I'm I'm in control of what I what I do now. So I can I can see what I can undo. But if I if I and I didn't know, I didn't know. So I, I don't. I, I think it's different when you know and you're willingly giving this stuff mm-hmm. to your kids because they have no they have no choice in the matter. Um, so it's changed out my entire outlook on their school dinners um, and and anything we buy. So there's still some stuff we still have, like you know, chicken in breadcrumbs, the classics, just freezer food stuff. Okay, that has still got this stuff in it. That's not particularly good. It's quite processed. Um, but I look at everything now. I spend so long looking at the ingredients of things now and choosing with great care. And you'd be surprised. You can get. Two products, again, let's just take chicken as as an example. Something, some kind of chicken in a sauce, like a barbecue type thing, whether it's chicken breasts or or thighs or something on skewers or whatever. Or it's just like a a half a chicken or whatever in a a tasty sauce (laughs) ready to shove in the oven. And you can look at two that are made by the same company, the same brand, and they broadly look the same. It's just two different bits, different shapes, bits of chicken. And you look at one and it's full of palm oil and 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 sheer and and guar gum and all this nonsense and then the other one and it's all just the the herbs and the spices uh in the mix or whatever 
So you can definitely choose stuff, but it's so rare. There's so little food on the market now that doesn't have a seed oil in it. Yeah, I mean, I try and make my own stuff of course. like that. So like if I'm yes. making buffalo wings, for example, yep. you know, I'll um, you know, I'll buy the breadcrumbs myself, or you can you can make them. Yep. Um, and you know, you just use all natural ingredients. I mean, it can be a bit of a faff, but it's, totally. And and again, that's that's where I've moved a lot. My my aim is exactly that for even all of the kids' food, and it, it's just it's just the effort. The whole the whole point of having a market and industry is that they're supposed to have taken those things that normally mm. you would do at home, and you'd get the ten different spices from your cupboard and make, and they're supposed to do it on a on a, a mass industrial s- scale to bring the price down and to give you convenience. Mm. And you just be able to open a packet and shove the thing in the oven. But some, some things are quite easy though. So if you want to, so one of the things I have reasonably regularly, because um, Julie is half Austrian, is Wiener schnitzel. And you, right. can, you can do it, so you can do it with, I think traditionally it's veal. I tend to have it more with pork, because I love pork. Okay. Uh, but you can make chicken as well. You can you can have you know like a, a like a chicken a scallop I guess. Yeah. Um, but it is so easy. So you basically just get your whatever meat it is, whether it's pork or chicken, just bash it so it's flat. Yeah. And then it's just eggs, flour, breadcrumbs, and I think that's it. Well, I can't have two of those things, but you know. Yeah, no, I'm not saying for you, but for, for you know for your kids, regular people. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, and it's it's. Well, and this is it. I want. I'm. I'm going to move us in that direction. That's 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 the next thing on my hit list. Um, uh, and you can put you can put your herbs and spices. So you crack a couple of eggs and put like salt and pepper and stuff in it as well. You, yeah. you know, your breadcrumbs. And so, after if you remember rightly, when I went through the um, the FODMAP diet um, as part of trying to understand how best to tackle my IBS, and you know, obviously I've been doing that for, for decades, but um, got to FODMAP, trying to remove all the you know FODMAP evil things supposedly from from my diet meant that you couldn't use packets and sauces and all this kind of stuff so i'm making so much stuff from scratch i can now make a mean taco mix from scratch yeah um so i don't have to buy the packets for that anymore and i could just go that 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 and uh and you know and away you go so we we make curries from scratch we're like literally from yeah all the kind of all the ingredients to the point where i'm like kind of grinding yeah yeah pepper down and, and, and exactly exactly um exactly so it, it can be done but it is it I, i'm i'm wondering whether the seed oils thing will ultimately have a proper a proper backlash you know there's an organic movement yeah and and that's better for you yeah it's more expensive um uh but you know without all the you know nonsense that they spray on all this stuff um, it's it, yeah that stuff's not going in you. Obviously, it's going to be going to be better for you. Um, there is a a turnaround, I think, of saying that you know fat isn't bad. Like, that does seem to be more of a mainstream. Uh, yeah, I thought about. I thought it was going to go mainstream about ten or fifteen years ago though, and now it seems to be it seems to be almost getting worse. Oh, do you think? Yeah, where people people who would normal who you would think would be on on your side um Team uh, fat. Uh, the, the spouting rubbish right um, okay okay people like so people like chris snowden i've heard him talk about oh you don't um, want to listen to anything he says but he's he's he, you know he's he's quite he's quite he, sound on a few things but on uh, you maybe, know maybe once 
but he, you know he he talks about he talks bollocks there i said it <laughs> but you know he talks about oh yeah no you don't need to cut out you know you don't need to cut out carbs ridiculous. just cut down the amount of what you're eating it's like well yeah you could do that or you could fill yourself up with fats and proteins never be hungry again and weight will drop off a cliff yeah you could do that you don't have to starve yeah you could stuff your face full of goodness and it is goodness mm. it absolutely is goodness yeah um i, I wouldn't it be great if the seed oils thing specifically? Yeah, um, really good. Because it is difficult to buy stuff and you have to be very selective and you have to make a lot of stuff from scratch. And I, I, you know, if I do have the occasional thing, like you say, like you're talking about, like say chicken nuggets or something. Yeah. If I do have something like that, I feel rough afterwards. Well, and, and like, I'm so glad you said that because like I... I really notice it. Oh, same here. I can't. I can't do it. I'm. I'm at that point now with uh, with chocolate, as you know. That's, that's one of my one of my exceptions. Yeah, to my 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 carnivore diet. Um, but I knew there was something wrong with just the regular, you know, good old fashioned Cadbury's chocolate that I was that I was eating, and I could feel it was bad for me. Um, yet it wasn't. It wasn't causing me stomach issues, but I could just. It was making me. Fuzzy-headed, mm. foggy, um, sluggish, um, yeah, just an odd feeling. Um, I've, I've, I've moved over now to, you know, again, something with, a, with three or four ingredients in it. Much more expensive. Mm. You've got to really, really look at it. Yeah, there, there are a lot of chocolates that are still quite pure, but they've still got like soya lecithins in and stuff mm. like this. Um, so finding the stuff that's got none of that soy boy nonsense in. Um, it's difficult and it's expensive. I feel so much better eating it. Mm. And I'm not talking about the virtue I get. <laughs> Look what I'm doing. But I genuinely feel better. Um, I I had a bite of one of the kids. Someone brought chicken nuggets round with their kids and went, I'll cook you dinner. And so cooked all the kids. All the kids had chicken nuggets. It's got a coating on it. it classic example. Of what, I, haven't, I probably haven't had anything like that for six months. Because of my diet, and I went, oh, let's just have half a chicken nugget. <laughs> Took one, bit it, started chewing. It. I was like, "What? What a mistake!" Not only did it taste vile, but you just you can just feel the oil <laughs> like seeping into you. It's it's bizarre. Once you've removed it from your diet in a serious way, mm. you really notice the effects. Mm. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were going to talk and then I was going to interrupt you. Okay. Um, <laughs> this, is, this has worked well. Um, well. We'll edit this bit out. Um, and go. Okay, so I've got... You, did you want to grab a drink while do you, do you I talk about I, something else? You look like you're going to... Libertarian drink of choice. Gin. I'm going to go for a gin. Ah, nice. Oh, I might have to join you if you're going ah, for gin. I thought it was going to be scotch, but... No. I haven't... I haven't I've got a whole weekend without drinking any any alcohol at all. I'm not going to say any gin. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, including including that. Um, I'm trying to trying to cut down because the weekends I like to have the odd martini and stuff. But um, anyway, I wanted to change um, change tack a little bit. So I know I know we this is this is uh, I want to talk a little bit about um, thank you sir. Going back to COVID, okay, but this is some good news stuff. Okay? Good news. Good news. Um, do you remember? 
Oh, cheers. cheers. Your health, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Which is, is this that Ermine Street? This is uh, this is the yeah, local gin. Um, yeah, Ermine Street. Wow. Uh, this is from the Neen Valley Spirits. Neenvalleyspirits.co.uk. Nice. Not our sponsor, but I would gladly have there was one. Sure. No, it's very, very nice. Um, so do you remember this? And this figure was spouted quite a lot relatively recently. You remember the, the 5 million people that haven't been vaccinated? Oh, right, yes. Okay, I mean, there was a big, there was a big article that um, Andrew Neil wrote um, about it's time to punish the 5 million vaccine yes, refuseniks or whatever. You're, you're talking, oh... I mean, this is over six months ago now, aren't you? This yes. Is, this is around that time, yeah. yeah where where all of the all of the news uh, media were coming up with that style of article. But it wasn't just the news media. Patrick Valance. Yes. You know. Oh said yeah. It, um, uh, he, in fact, he they're said all, they're all the same bunch of people. So there are five million or so people who are eligible for vaccines now who haven't been vaccinated. That's the exact quote from from Valance. Okay. okay. It turns out that also is about 14.5 million people. Right. So I've got statistics here, right? And this is from a report from the UK Health Security Agency. Okay, now the last time we did look at this, because I seem to remember us talking about this before, but it'll be interesting to know what the figures are now, because we were trying to take into account who was an adult. Yes, and I was really trying to find it, and it was really, really difficult. Um, So they're... The UK HSA, they're the ones who took over from Public Health England, didn't yeah. they? Um, the latest incarnation of yeah, that body. Yeah, so there's been a huge, there's been a huge report, um, and it's, yeah, I've not been on this for ages. I used to be all over this stuff. Yeah, well, now it's, it's, but it's, it's it's also impenetrable. Um, mm. So this was this was from one of their weekly national influenza and COVID nineteen surveillance reports. Yes. And uh, somebody's done a bit of a deep dive into that. Yeah. And on page 76. 76. This is a okay. weekly report. Yes. And it's got <laughs> so no wonder oh, people, aren't, people aren't reading it. Um, uh, but according to this, there's a, like, there's a whole, there's a breakdown of people by age range about who've, you know, had one vaccine, two, all this kind of stuff. Right. I was about to say, because are you about to define unvaxxed as someone who's had two no. jabs? No. Right. Okay. So here we go. As, and this is, this is as of the uh, 22nd of May. Okay, so not long ago. Okay. As, as of the 22nd yeah. of May, the vaccine uptake for, for dose one was 44.3 uh, million from a possible 63.2 million people. So 18.9 million people haven't had a single dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Out of... There's, what, 68 million people in the UK? Well, yeah, but not all are eligible. So out of 63, out of just over 63 million. The eligibility must just be kids. Yeah, presumably. Kids under five or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, it doesn't, doesn't matter if it's we out of 68. Are, we are two out of 18 million who haven't even had one dose. We're 18.9 million. It's almost 19, 19 million. million. Yeah. But it gets better. It does make you feel better, doesn't it? it yeah, but it, it also gets better. Yeah. Um, so another 2.7 million people just had the one dose. So had the one yeah. and thought, no more. Whether they had a, you know, we can speculate the reasons, but whether, sure. whether they just suddenly wised up about it or well, again, got the relentless propaganda, dodgy side effects a, or whatever. I think it's a big thing. It's a big thing. 
Um, another nine million have had the second and haven't had the third. That's quite a big increase, mm. isn't it? Okay, so the numbers of people having multiple doses is going down. Yeah, and the number, the number of people, people stop. The number of people who have have either not started or have stopped is like thirty-two million or something, and you know, and obviously counting. That is some good news. So over half the people who are eligible have either never had it or have either never had it, having it, or not having it. Didn't again. even have a booster. Yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So how many had a booster? Do you, can you? Is that readily? I'm not sure if that's <laughs> readily available. Um, I, I know the data you're talking about. It, and it, it is difficult. Yeah. Um, but yeah. This, this whole five million vaccine refuse next utter bollocks. Yeah. I mean, that, right. That's an outright lie, right? Mm. There's no. There's no other spin to put on that, is there? No. But Patrick Valance went on there and said five million or why, so. Why are you? Why are you somehow saying that that should mean that it's more likely to be true? If he said it. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm just. I'm just. It's the outright brazen, provable lie that they think they can get away with when their own reports, yeah. are, you know, are coming out and. It's, it's not the just, first time, it won't be the last time. No, I know, but it's just astonishing to me. Oh, you see, I'm beyond astonished now in all of these in all mm. these situations. I think it's entirely predictable. If you think about all of we we could we could list the COVID lies with ease mm. right now. I mean I know um, But lots of them you can you can lots of them are easier to fudge than that. Yes. I suppose so. I mean Mike Eden's got his list of lies, hasn't he? <laughs> um he's really he's really good on this. Yeah. Um and, and we could reel off, we could reel off even more, probably. Um, but that one, when there's an actual government-sanctioned statistic, yes, that disproves it, it does make me feel better. And when he was saying it, there were prob- there were potentially more. You know, there probably there have been. been there probably have been some people who've had their first dose. You know, certainly certainly see, kids I'd, and stuff. No, I'd like right. I would like to know the numbers. Of people by age bracket who have had their first dose in the last, say, three months. Mm. I'd love to know that. Yeah, I wonder if it's in the report. I mean, I, I think a lot of people who had their first dose and possibly their second did it either because they wanted to go on holiday sure. or, 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 or sure, work or were yeah. just you know afraid of losing their jobs. Um, or got swept up in it. Swept yeah. up in that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's mania. I guess one of the best descriptions of what mm. happened. It's a form of mania, and they got swept up in it. And I, I know, I know perfectly reasonable people who just, I want to go on holiday, and yeah. and and they just did. Yeah, but people are too busy to look into it like us, and just think, how bad can it be? I want to go on holiday. I haven't been on holiday for two years, yeah, um, yeah. and and just had it. I and think a lot of people not think, you know not taking it now. One, maybe there's a one in a million chance. That, it, that it'll go wrong hmm. and they'll take those odds yes yeah for sure no. but I think that is that's a white pill I think it's you know there, there are 20 certainly a whiter pill than the you know the ambulance with sirens on that I see on every journey yeah you know there are, there are just that's a, not an exaggeration just a shade under 19 million people who were never taken in never taken in by it 
Um, so does that include the people who've had one jab and stopped? Or was that the No, answer? no, that, no. That the people... No, no, you're no. talking 19 million never jabbed. Never jabbed. Just, just That's 18. how I like to describe myself. 18.9 pe- pure blood. People. Never <laughs> jabbed. Um, you know, we're never taken in by it. Because I remember thinking, oh, five million is that it? After out of 60, you know, or you know, let's say. I mean, that's pushing. That, that that's more than a quarter. That's pushing a third of the country. Well, so the people who are eligible, what is this? The people who are eligible, let me let me try and find the stats again. Well, that was 63, you said. Because 19 out of 63 eligible. Yeah. So it's about it's about a third. Look, I don't wish to put a dampener on it. Um, but even, it's, it's not a third, it's not a quarter, but two thirds of people, more than two thirds of people were taken in. By this, oh yeah, I'm not surpri- sheep. I'm not surprised at that. Come on, <laughs> this is where this is where I turn this around. Are I love you it. Genuinely surprised. I love two it. Two thirds of the people are stupid. Um, Call yourself a libertarian? No, it's the no, it's, 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 it's no, it's not surprise. It's disappointment. It's it's utter. Oh, utter I'm, be, I'm beyond. I'm beyond that now. See, I'm beyond astonishment. <laughs> You're beyond disappointment. Yeah. That's the name of this podcast. Beyond, beyond disappointed. Um, and beyond, beyond, beyond disappointed sounds like I'm more than disappointed, <laughs> but I'm not. No, no, you're past disappointed. Past disappointed, yeah. Yes, I'm not beyond astonished. <laughs> <laughs> How astonished would you have to be? <laughs> what's, to be what's the next level of astonishment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think I think that's um, you know. I think it's about right. Um, I, I don't know if it's about right, but I think that to be honest, I'm right about it. <laughs> if I'm going to be astonished at anything, it's the the number of people that weren't taken in, because you know, yeah. let's. I've I've thought that most people are morons for a long time, <laughs> and if you'd have said that, you know, let's say four fifths would have been taken in, yeah, I would have been. You know, I would have probably thought that would have been about right. I think the five million. I was, I was a little bit disappointed that only five million out of you know out of sixty. But you know, if, if somebody said a quarter of you know a quarter or or a fifth, well, no, I, I, and as I'd have thought have that would have been about right. I mean, your whole point is that they have been telling us that you're in such a tiny minority. They've been saying mm. you're in the bottom five percent, basically, um, which is not true at all. But we've been made to feel that we've been made to feel like we're in a a, a even tinier percentage mm. than that. Now, I mean, obviously, I flip it around, and I'm quite happy. To, I'm quite happy to be in the top one percent of of many of many groups, um, not least of which not being taken in by mm. by the tyranny. Um, and actually, it turns out that's not a one percent game at all. Um, now, obviously, there are there are degrees, um, but it it is comforting that it's a proper chunk proper chunk of the population i'm going to tell more people that because i i think and there's, there's certainly i you know i obviously know people that are also never jabbed and i know people who are jabbed but i'm going to be telling the never jabbed that i know um that they're not alone and mm. it actually it's much more significant than they think these are all people that said like I'm, i can't put words in their mouth <laughs> there's 19 million of them these are all people who potentially thought that going on holiday wasn't as important. Mm. 
And I still find it really odd that I've, I've had conversations with people, you know, years ago now, but when, it, when this all kind of kicked off and it was, oh, are you going to be able to go on holiday? That were like, oh, yeah, well, probably to go on holiday. And you're like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You're, you're only going to do it, you're not going to do it for health reasons. Like, why would you not do it only for the health benefits? Why would you even contemplate them dangling some other carrot or stick in this case in you know in, in front of you why would you even contemplate oh well I need to go to the football match so I'm gonna have to like I still I can't fathom that in people's but I can't think of an equivalent for me that would that would that would sway me like that's yeah. what I really I've always struggled with. I mean it's 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 got to the point where so you and I are drinking this. Well, Would finished. you like some more? Yeah, why not? Thank you. We're drinking this delicious gin, and I I love gin. Um, it's uh, you know I love a love a good martini. I'm I'm very picky. Um, I'm only just starting my gin journey. Yeah, no, um, but I've I've been a fan of gin for several years, for ten twenty years, um, and you know I would I would find it hard to give up gin. Um, or, or scotch, you know, as you yeah. know, we, we, we both drink a lot of scotch. But if if the government was mandating that I had to drink gin to do something, like to go on holiday, I would stop it. Mm. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. It's like if there was... Yes. Almost if, if there was... If the government was saying, well, respiratory viruses are a, are a big issue now. We need everyone to take paracetamol every day. Yeah. And you know paracetamol is essentially safe. Yeah. I, and I, and you, know, you know it's safe for you. It's safe yeah. for me, etc. I I wouldn't take it. Yeah. Because I don't want the tyranny it, that it, comes along with it. Even even if something is, well, this is absolutely like say, safe. It could be the elixir of life and it shouldn't be mandated. Mm. Yeah? yeah but they shouldn't mandate ivermectin, for example. As no. much as I'm a huge, huge advocate of yeah. ivermectin because I know what it's done for me and what it's done for other people, <laughs> you don't mandate it. No. No, mandates are wrong. Hmm. I don't. I don't want to go down a dark path with this because this is supposed to be our white pill episode. Actually, no, it wasn't supposed no. to be our white pill episode. It's just turned out to be. Yeah. But I don't. I don't want to. You know. I. I, I just think. You know. Twenty million people never taken in. It's fantastic. Thirty million people not taken in anymore. And that, to be honest, I don't really care why. I don't care if, no. if, if, if this, these twenty million people. Whether they didn't do it because they didn't like tyranny, whether they were just sceptical about side effects and thinking, well, these are a bit young, I'll wait a couple of years, and obviously now they're not going to Whether do it's it. because Omicron came along. Whether they just thought, you know what, I'm fit and healthy and I don't need any vaccines for any respiratory viruses. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. 20, just under 20 million people have you know, never jabbed, weren't taken on it. That is a huge white pill. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna... <laughs> to... You're going to like this. I'm going to pick you up on something you said in the previous podcast. Oh, joy. Uh, about vaccines. Oh, okay. So we're going We're going back now probably a uh, year and a half at least. Yeah, I got a lot wrong. <laughs> uh, no, this is funny. This is this is funny. Um, you, yeah. were, you were bang on the money. I, I just said yeah. they wouldn't work. You said they would kill people. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. don't be so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> They've gone through trials. <laughs> How wrong was I? Um... Well, thank, thank you, thank you for admitting. Um, <laughs> I, I will always admit when I'm wrong. I, well, I, yeah. I always liked your line that you'd wait for service pack one. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but are you aware that Service Pack 1 is now out? No. There's there's a vaccine that includes the adjustment for um, Omicron. Right. Guess whether it works or not. I'm guessing no. Of course it doesn't. Unless by work you mean hurts and maims and kills people. Um, so I think basically I think you need to revise your I'll wait for service pack one um, statement because you, 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 ain't, you ain't taking any of this shit, <laughs> are you? I well, mean, I, I was... I'm, I'm, I've been turned, I've been turned into an in, 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 entirely an anti-vaxxer. I'm, I'm now a genuine anti-vaxxer. Yeah, so I've I... had all the vaccines until this point in the, that were available in the UK that were... Well, I didn't have any choice in that. I was giving them as, as, as kids or whatever. Um, but I am now not going to have my kids have any more. Well, I, I think I was guilty of just saying a soundbite. Um, mm. Because... It was funny. In my, in my heart of hearts, yep. I wouldn't have touched... Fucking windows with a barge pole, and I, and I, and I <laughs> service pack one or not, and I wouldn't have done when I said that. I've been using Linux for yeah. years, yeah, um, and I, I have okay. I use Windows because I have a work laptop that's of course, Windows, of course, but it's has none of my personal shit on it, yeah, um, and I, you know, I, I only use it for a job. Um, MacOS isn't too bad because it's like Unix based; it's miles better than Windows. Um, but Linux is the, 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 our listener can't see the faces I'm pulling. So, uh, so, yeah, you would prefer Windows to MacOS? No, 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 no. Right. But don't. I'm not in least worst territory here. If I had to, if I had to choose between, so sometimes I've, I've worked places and they're like, "Do you want a Mac or do you want Windows?" It's Mac. Labour or Conservative? No, nah, it's not that bad. Honestly, <laughs> the, 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 the Unix back end of MacOS is far, far superior. Um, to, to, anyway, to Windows and the privacy is better and also anyway, but, argue with you but anyway, Linux is the the operating system of choice. King. Um, so I was just yeah, it's it's you know you I was, were, I was you guilty were. of guilty of doing a soundbite, which you know. Now's not the time for soundbites, <laughs> <laughs> but we have the hand of history on our shoulders. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I, I, I just I did want to pull you off on that only because I mean I've been saying for ages. Why have they not updated them yet? And I, I considered it to be part of the sinister nature of all of this, mm. that they wanted to keep vaccine... I don't even like using the term. Keep injecting people with DNA or RNA technology that has your body manufacture the original spike protein. Vintage spike. <laughs> when that's not what the wild variants are anymore well, why would the, you do that it's the only bit of, it's not the only bit but it's the it's the bit that changes first yeah so when corona i know we've gone over this but when coronaviruses mutate they mutate via the spike protein i could I, i'm in danger of starting uh, a massive rant on on this and it's been it's, I, I feel like it's been a while i think like, i feel like at least every month you and i need to do a what do we know type type podcast and I've done them yeah. before where I've listed everything but I'm just going to say this out loud one more time it's not going to take long okay but they made it they released it they are we talking about vaccines or are we talking about the virus does it matter it's all because <laughs> it's all of it the, the whole point is this was done this was done against the human race all of it all of it the the, the measures are against the human race the virus 
was engineered against the human race and so was the putative cure. All deliberate, all against us. And that's fact. <laughs> that's truth. I just... I, I, can't get away from it. I know, I think if I... If I did, if you keep remembering, you end up in a dark place, and I think that's. If I didn't, if I if I couldn't laugh at it, I would cry. Mm. And, and, it, and it is it is gallows humour because I know I know it's you know in the overall scheme of things it's not funny, but I, I just the whole the cure is worse than the disease. It's like it you know. No, there's too much sinister about it. Mm. But no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end this white build. Listeners, you are one of twenty or thirty million if you're in the UK. If you're our Albanian listener. I don't. We might have to look up the Albanian statistics mm. um, in order to find out whether or not they are have been less taken in. Well, so we we did. Uh, I did a lot of research around Ceausescu, and we had a huge spike. We did um, in Romanian listeners. Yeah, Albania was one of the worst, um, you know, places in the world for communism. Yeah. So maybe we should do, maybe we should do, do one on, on Albania. Um, better get reading. Yeah, I, I know nothing about Albania, but yet we're a hundred in the politics charts. Yeah. Well, let's 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 change that. Let's change that. Well, you want to you want to get higher in the politics charts of Albania? Yeah. And okay. I and I, 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 I need to learn more about these evil dictators like. Ceausescu and yeah. Enver Hoxha and you know all these all these brutes. Um, yeah, because you know people will Biden. <laughs> you, know, you, you won't you won't learn. You know, people unless people you know live through it like we did. Um, no, this is good. Um, you're absolutely right. I need now to take my seven year old daughter on on the journey of understanding that these tyrants existed. That a lot of them existed within my lifetime, and to explain these are countries we can go and visit. Well, hopefully. So I was. I, this wasn't something I was ever going to ask you on a specifically on a podcast, but mm. I might as well now. Um, I think Leo is certainly the right age. Yeah. Um, uh, do you fancy going to Bletchley Park? Oh, absolutely. Have you, have, yeah. you ta- have you taken the kids? I've never yeah. taken the kids. I know you brought back that lovely leaflet. Fantastic. It is such a great day out. Yeah. Um, so I think we should go to, I think we should, we should go to Fletchley Park. My, my, my biggest issue with anything World War related is that I'm so far down various rabbit holes um, that I'm not sure what to believe anymore about or what, how to explain them to my children anymore. I don't, I don't, I don't think it's as simple as saying, "Well, they were the bad guys, so we all got together." And you know, it, it's so not that simple anymore. Um, but from a from a technology point, of you view can, and yeah. You, that, to be honest, you don't even need to go into that. Yeah, you can just go there just and say, and, "Yeah, there yeah. was there were some bad guys. We were trying to stop them, and there were these geniuses here yes. who managed to crack their codes." And you yeah. can go into how they managed to. They used to sign off with like Heil Hitler, so they could work out the letters. Oh, and, and it was the weather reports and stuff. Yeah, wasn't it? so it's and and oh, just learning and and there are um, there are lots of individuals. Um, uh, where they have like you'll go into one room and it will you know it will talk about some you know various kind of pivotal individuals who kind of you know helped to turn the tide and um, yeah it's it's incredible 
not just Turing. I mean, you know, like obviously, yeah. you know, lots of people who are legends, and it's just it's just amazing. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. But yeah. I I was just absorbed um, uh, going there. I loved it. Absolutely loved well, it. Well, let's uh, let's plan a trip. Yeah, with sure. The kids. Um, the other place I've always wanted to do. We've discussed this. I don't know. We've Duxford. I want to do yeah. a podcast from Duxford. Yeah. Um, whether you're allowed, whether you just take the recording. It doesn't matter. We'll just take the recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and do a recording from there. Um, proper, proper Cold War stuff there. Um, My friend David has a couple of radio mics. Um, that I could probably oh. borrow, so we could just stick that in my back pocket and have a couple of radio mics under the shirt. Just walk around talking. So we could we could we do that because we could talk about the exhibits and stuff that are, that are there as well. Yeah. Then we need we need some kind of um, there must be a, a, a Cold War um, anniversary day of some kind that we can. Uh, that's the thing about the Cold War. Well, it's yeah. Maybe so the fall of the Berlin Wall is about the re- recently. Closest. There was a lot of a lot of thirty year anniversaries, weren't mm. there? Um, so oh, that makes me feel so old. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah. When I, t- I tell you what, when when things that you remember vividly, as not a child but maybe like yeah. a teenager, yeah, when they have thirty-year anniversaries, yeah. Yeah. that yeah, that probably makes you yeah, probably yeah. makes you feel old. Anyway, the, the, on that on that bombshell, <laughs> yeah. So Bletchley Park and Duxford, we'll um, we'll, we'll, we'll set it up. If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.